Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Lucid Sight Collective podcast. Today we're going to talk about all the different ways that the outside world can affect and influence your dreams in real time. And this influence can happen through your five senses experiencing the outside world while you're dreaming. Our senses actually have a great impact on our dreams. And what's happening in your environment while you're sleeping actually has a really good chance of making it into your dreams. And our brain has the ability to integrate whatever we may be feeling or hearing into our dreams and incorporate them. And researchers believe that this is a way that our brains can help to keep us asleep while these things are happening in our environment. And of course, if this stimuli goes too far or gets too loud or chaotic, you'll wake up. And I'm sure every person has experienced this before. But if it's not too extreme, then odds are it's influencing your dreams. This can happen in many different ways. So it can show up in sounds, in feelings, in smells. And even though your eyes are closed while you're sleeping, it can also show up in sight from like colored lights or anything like that that you can still see while your eyes are closed. I think the only sense that doesn't really incorporate itself into your dreams is taste because there's no real way to taste anything while you're sleeping. The only thing that I can really think of is like, if you were really hungry, then your brain would definitely incorporate that into a dream of like eating something really good or like going to the fridge. But for the most part, all external stimuli will integrate themselves into your dreams if you're experiencing them in the space that you're in. So I'm going to start by talking about sound, which is probably the most common thing to have be incorporated into your dreams. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have experienced this where you're sleeping or dreaming and your alarm clock goes off and it doesn't wake you up, but you actually hear it in your dream. And it can either be like really confusing, like you're like, where is that sound coming from? Or something in your dream will show you that like it's making that sound and either way like this can be kind of confusing if it's ever happened to you um or if someone's like trying to wake you up and they're talking to you and like one of your dream characters will start saying exactly what they're saying an example of this i can remember in my dreams is hearing my alarm clock in my dreams and not being sure where it was coming from. And after looking around, I saw this huge bird that would open its mouth and make that sound like every time my alarm clock would make a noise. And another example of one of my own personal auditory stimuli dreams is um, I remember this really vivid dream when I was a kid. I was probably like I don't know, like 10 or 11, and my mom was waking me up for school, and I was having the most vivid dream that I was flying around with a bunch of these pigs, like, I guess it came from the phrase, like, when pigs fly, but 
I was having this really vivid dream that I was flying around with a bunch of pigs and my mom was like, Ivy, 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 you need to wake up. <laughs> and the pigs that were flying next to me, like one of them looked over at me and they were just like, Ivy, Ivy, wake up. And I was like, what the heck? And I started having a lucid dream because of that, because it said like, wake up. And obviously I was like, oh shit, I'm flying with pigs right now. That's not normal. And I was able to stay asleep and somehow make myself sleep talk. So I told my mom, I'm dreaming. <laughs> and she left me alone for a couple more minutes so I could finish my dream. But yeah, I remember that so vividly of that pig looking over at me. And she it had my mom's voice too, which was the weirdest thing. But yeah, that's my sound story. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this before, but if you have friends who are sleep talkers or your partner is a sleep talker and you have tried to talk back to them, it's actually really interesting what happens. A lot of the times they can hear you and process what you're saying and actually say something back to you that makes some amount of sense at least. <laughs> Sometimes it's in their own dream context, but for the most part, they will talk back to you and you can actually have a conversation with someone that's sleeping, which is a really interesting phenomenon. <laughs> and if you ask them the next day if they remember talking to you, they won't have any recollection of this. They might tell you that they had that conversation, but with a dream character. So your voice was like manifested into this dream character that was already there in their dream. But they won't think of it as like having a conversation with you. You're actually just like almost peering into their dream and like inserting yourself into their dream. Some people speak gibberish when they're sleep talking but others actually talk in full complete coherent sentences and sometimes people can talk in like a voice that isn't their own or a language that isn't their first language while they're sleep talking which is kind of interesting but sleep talking is harmless, at least for what researchers think, as opposed to like sleepwalking, obviously, is cause for concern. But sleep talking is harmless, and unless you're worried about spilling your deepest, darkest secrets in some long monologue that you give while you're completely asleep, yeah, you shouldn't be worried about sleep talking at all. <laughs> But yeah, sleepwalking, on the other hand, is a completely different story. I'm going to definitely do a full episode on that in the future, so I'm going to leave it at that, and you guys will learn more about it later. <laughs> it's also really common to have sensory incorporated dreams from external stimuli, and this can show up with like pain in the body, or if someone's like like, I don't know, touching you or like 
you get stung by a bee or like bitten by a spider you can feel that or like sometimes it will incorporate into your dreams um my experience with this is this is actually a really recent story like a couple weeks ago I was really sick and I was having these intense body aches and I didn't know I was sick at the time but in the middle of the night I was having these really vivid dreams and in the dream I was skiing and all my friends were like doing these really intense tricks around me and I just felt this like intense pain in my body and I was just like my body hurts so bad like I can't ski right now like there's no way that I'll be able to do this and I like started crying in my dream because I was having the worst body aches ever and then I woke up like finally it eventually woke me up and it was the same feeling in real life but my dream was just like incorporating it to try to keep me asleep. And also I'm pretty sure that the reason that I was dreaming of skiing in the first place is because I was having these intense chills and I was so cold while I was sleeping. And like, I never dream of snow. I've dreamt of snow like probably four different times. So every time I dream of snow, I always wonder if like my blanket fell off of me in the middle of the night or something. But this dream specifically, I know that I was having like fever chills and I'm pretty sure that's why the scenery was the way it was. So that's like two sensory incorporations into the dream at once. But yeah, I also think it's important to just drop this in really quick and say that it is 100% possible to feel real pain in a dream, whether it's coming from like actual pain that's happening in your body or whether something happens in the dream and like you get stabbed or shot or something and like you can, and it doesn't happen all the time, but every once in a while, you'll feel intense pain in your dream and it's not like normal pain when this happens when it's like not real but you do feel it in your body like when it happens and it's intense like I've never been stabbed before but I feel like I know what it feels like because of the dreams that I've had and these intense sensory sensations <laughs> when it's happening <laughs> I don't know what else, how to say that, but <laughs> you get it. But what I mean by it's not like normal pain is it feels like real pain, like right when it happens and like it does feel like normal pain, but then it fades away very quickly and like something else in your dream will distract you from that or like it, yeah, like the knife will still be in you and like you only feel the pain when they're stabbing you and then it just goes away. Researchers also performed experiments to show how pressure can affect the content of a dream and they used the pressure cuffs on either the participants legs or arms and during REM sleep they would then inflate the pressure cuff and then after a little bit of time they would then wake the dream participant up and ask them about their dreams. They found several examples of leg pressure incorporated into dreams. Sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's more direct. 
So it could be, it could show up as like tingling in the legs. Um, it could show up as like paralysis in the dream or like attempts to move the leg and you feel like pain in your dream. But in most participants, they did find that the pressure on either the leg or the arms was then incorporated into the dream in some sort of way, possibly depending on the narrative of the dream before, but either way, something is incorporated into the dream. There's also been multiple studies on smell in dreams and researchers have administered like a good smell or a bad smell into the air and then woken up the dream participants from REM sleep and asked about their dreams and it's found that pleasant scents like lavender and rose leads to positive and good feeling dreams and bad and like unpleasant smells will lead to nightmares or like uncomfortable dreams and researchers believe that this happens because of the same thing that's going on in our brain during waking life your brain has all these associations with smell and it actually activates the same part of the brain that creates and releases emotions And you can also use these external stimuli to actually impact the amount of lucid dreams that you have. And you can do this by playing like lucid dreaming music while you're going to sleep and telling yourself in your mind, like, this is going to be my cue. Like, if I hear this in my dream, then I'll, I know I'll, I'm dreaming. Um, and if you do this, I remember. I recommend using the same tone every time so that it like triggers your brain almost. A way that I use this method is I have an app called Lucidity and it allows me to set daily and nightly reality checks. So I use the same tone. It's like a little knocking sound and um when I hear this in my daily life, that's my cue to, oh, it's time to do a reality check. And hopefully at night when that sound goes off on my phone, it will then cue me to do a reality check in my dream. And I'm not sure if this has worked for me yet, but I don't know. I figure if I keep doing it throughout my life, it will eventually work. Um, the reality checks during the day obviously work for me, but I can't recall a specific dream where I've heard like a knocking on the door and it's made me do a reality check. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I use it. And it's a pretty accessible way with an app. I also think that it hasn't worked for me because every once in a while I'll hear that sound in waking life and I'll just ignore it. Like, if I actually hear someone knock on the door, I don't usually do a reality check. It's usually just like when my phone makes that sound. And I hardly ever see my phone when I'm dreaming. Like that is not a normal thing for me to pick up my phone and like check the time in my dream. Like I don't, I don't really have a phone <laughs> in my dreams. So 
yeah, I'm going to start like trying to do that more and I'll get back to you guys to see if it works. But this is a common method that people use. Um, another way that they've found that you can do this, and this has been like heavily studied by researchers, is you can use colored light. So like the researchers used red light and they would signal with that red light when that person em enters that REM sleep cycle. So when they start rapidly moving their eyes, the researchers know that they're in REM sleep and they'll flash this red light in their eyes and the subject actually sees that red light being flashed in their dreams and this signals to them that they're in a dream and they're able to then have a lucid dream. A quote from one of the subjects in this study is, I was walking along a road with my boss and the whole scene flashed red, cueing me that I was dreaming. I mentioned it to him and flew a little to prove it. So if you guys are having really big troubles having your first lucid dream or even just like remembering your dreams in general um, and you have a partner, maybe they can like watch for when your eyes start moving rapidly and then they can flash a red light in your eyes or like maybe whisper in your ear that you're dreaming. <laughs> That's my advice. I don't know. That was like real genuine advice in my head. And then once I started saying it, it sounded so creepy. So I don't know if I'm going to leave that in, but maybe I just might. But since we're on the train of creepy advice, um, if you can't remember like any dreams and you have like literally never remembered a dream ever and you have a partner, then they can watch your eyes and sorry, <clears throat> they can watch your eyes and you can tell if someone is in REM sleep. So once their eyes start moving rapidly, have them wait like a few minutes and then have them wake you up and dream recognition is thoroughly tied to fragmented REM sleep. So if they fragment your REM sleep, like they wake you up in the middle of your REM sleep, odds are you're going to remember that dream. That's why we usually remember dreams more in the morning because we're waking up like right when we're having that dream and it is easier for our brain to like hold on to this image. You can have dreams at any point when you're sleeping but they're more common and way more vivid during REM sleep and the difference between like this cycle and another cycle of sleep is your body actually paralyzes, like it temporarily paralyzes your body when you're in the REM cycle so that you don't act out your dreams and potentially hurt yourself. Sorry, I meant to say your brain temporarily paralyzes your body, not the body paralyzes the body. In all of these cases, the impact of sensory stimuli on dreams suggests that the creation of dreams occurs just as much in the body as it does in the mind. And it underlines the role that the body has to play in this entire conscious experience as a whole. Just like with waking life, 
the amount of sensory stimuli that's able to pierce through the barrier of your sleep and into your dreams is most likely dependent on the sensitivity of the individual. And this varies from person to person. Similar to waking life, certain individuals are just more aware of sensory stimuli on the body as a whole. And with all five senses, this probably varies from person to person. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. It just is what it is. And if you want to work to develop these senses, there are different meditations that you can do. There are many types of meditations that focus specifically on your five senses. One of these meditations includes Vipassana meditation, and it's a technique that specifically focuses awareness on body sensations. And this can greatly increase your sensory stimuli and just make you more body-oriented in general. These meditations work to help you develop this awareness in your waking life so that you can then end up harnessing it in your dream life. But yeah, guys, that's pretty much all I have on how the external world impacts your dream world in real time. Um, let me know if you guys have experienced this. I'd love to hear your stories um, and I'll share them on our next listener stories episode. So thanks for tuning in again, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.